You have found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about the Bulls schedule up ahead after going 1-3 and three in the last week. Patrick Williams has one of his best games of the season over the weekend, and the Bulls apparently wanted Darius Garland. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcast. And Pat, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Price, uh, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for first deposit match up to $100. The season, I mean, the schedule up ahead this week, Pat, it's, it's a mix. It's not as hard as, as uh, last week's schedule, but we got four games over the course of this week. We got the Philadelphia 76ers up first. That, that game goes down today. And then we got the Los Angeles Lakers after that, I do believe. Yes, we got the Lakers after that. And then we finish the week off with the Spurs on Thursday, which is the second of a back-to-back, and then Saturday against the Cleveland um, Cavaliers. I almost said Browns because I'm a Bears fan, and it's been traumatic. But with that said, brother, how are you looking at this uh, the schedule up this week up ahead for the Chicago Bulls? I think this is a good outlook week now. Philly's going to be tough. Uh, I really want to see how the Bulls are going to come out against Philly. I think we've only beaten Embiid once uh, last year. And so uh, it'd be nice to be able to do that again, especially knowing going into this game, going to be without Alex Caruso, no Tory Craig, or uh, could could possibly be without Caruso. You never know, right? They put questionable on Caruso. That could mean he's playing. That could mean his foot fell off. You never know. Um, but doubtful for Tory Craig as well. So two of those guys who are energy guys for the Bulls, what's that going to end up being moving forward? Um, so tonight will be very interesting, but... I think the rest of this week, right, you feel like you've got a team that can compete. Now, are you going to go out there and be able to get wins? That's that's the tough part, right? Spurs is one where I feel like the Bulls can win. Um, Wemby is Wemby, but, I mean, it, it seems like it's kind of just Wemby out there at mm. times. Uh, and then uh, the Cavaliers are in turmoil. Um, they have just as many injuries as the Cleveland Browns do, pretty much. Uh, city but, Cleveland, uh, right? It's in the water. It's, it's, it's in the water. It, it must be. I mean, you can set the lake on fire, from what I hear. So, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I think that uh, you know the outlook for this week to me is is a very. Uh, I think we're at the same point again, right? Like we were last week, a very competitive week that can go either way because you don't know who's in or out of the lineup, mm. but you hope to see growth out of the young guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at it specifically like the, the question that I have with Tory Craig being listed as doubtful. Uh, we saw in that game against the Miami Heat after Tory Craig went down, Billy Donovan went to Dalen Terry. To me, I, I'm hopeful to see more of Julian Phillips in an opportunity like that. Uh, yeah. Not only has he been killing it down in the G League, he's uh, more defensively poised in his rookie year than what Dalen Terry was. Now, I know, understand that Dalen's now been here longer, but I think Julian Phillips offers more of the similar type skill set that Tory Craig brings. So I would hope to see, get to see him a little bit more in maybe extended minutes if Tory Craig does miss uh, some extended time here. But 
Overall, a lot easier schedule than, than last week. The Spurs being the second of a back-to-back could get a little difficult for the Bulls. We've seen the Bulls not really respond well on seconds of back-to-backs. And then the game against the Cavs. Listen, that Cavs team, like, it, it's... They're it, weird. It, it, bro, it's it's it just it, weird. It almost, I'm not going to lie to you. In a better spot, but it feels like the Bulls thing. That, this is true. This like, is it true. really does. Like, it just feels like the entire time Donovan Mitchell's, like, poising himself to be like, I don't know what they're doing here. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I think ultimately, like Donovan Mitchell, as much as they brought him in, he initially played played really well for them that that season that after they brought him in. But I think the writing's on the wall too. That I think it's they, they, he's about to be up out of there one way or another. It, so. it feels like it. Yeah. By the way, anybody seen uh, what Colin Sexton's been doing since he's been a starter? I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Yeah, here you uh, go. I'm man. back in on the prediction, baby. Said, I'm back in. I'm back <laughs> in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Hey. Kyle Sexton been averaging like 29 points a game since he started starting. That's crazy. I was like, to I told y'all. Yeah, that was crazy. I still remember. Well, they're the same player. I'm like, Pat, you 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 tripping on that hey, one. Bro, listen, but he hasn't I'm played well since he's been in there as a starter. Um, right, here's the thing that I want that I want to ask you, Pat. With the with the Bulls going one and three, I know we didn't get a chance to, uh, to go live after the game on Saturday. But with the Bulls going one and three last week, did you did you take more positives than negative? Because I mean, most of those teams, the Bulls should have been been predicted to lose. How did right. you feel overall about the Bulls' play last week? I think here's the: Do I take more positives than negatives from it? Yes. Okay. But it's not like it's like 70-30, right? I'd say it's like 55-50. And the reason I say that is because okay, now we're seeing growth. We're seeing Kobe White show a ton of growth. Love mm-hmm. how he's been playing. DeMar DeRozan has kind of fit in where he can. Um, every now and then that old school DeMar pops out where it's just like, nah, fourth quarter, Kyle Lowry's down here. I'm finna look good. Like, hold on. We didn't need that right now. We we could have, yeah. you know, gone to the open man that had the hot hand and knocked out two clutch shots in Kobe White. But, hey, that's fine. Um, but what are you taking from this that makes you feel like, okay, this is a piece for the future. What do we add to it to actually make us a championship contending team or a playoff contending team? Right, the like first step is playoff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the first step is playoff for sure. That's not, <laughs> but right, like you're locked into Vooch. Maybe mm-hmm. you trade Vooch. Maybe you don't. It is what it is. It still feels like Billy Donovan's, you know, making a ton of coaching mistakes. Whenever there's a better coach, like there's a bunch of things that to me, I look at and I say, you know, we can pinpoint moments where you know if you just throw Andre Drummond in there because you're getting destroyed on second chance buckets mm-hmm. maybe you're not in that position right like I I just there are sometimes where I see certain things where it's like this feels fun but is this really the future and I'm glad to see young guys developing I love what we saw from P. Will in that Miami Heat game and we'll talk about that, talk about that um, but like does this feel like there's a future with this team? Or does yeah. this feel like we're just finally seeing a bunch of dudes be able to score the basketball? No, I think this feels like a future because we're seeing them actually play as a team rather than it be a bunch of players out talented out there kind of just operating at the same time. This team is operating like a team. And I keep comparing it to like the the start of the Luau Dang, Kurt Heinrich, Ben Gordon Bulls, like that era, because that was a team that played together. They they won some games, right? They beat some teams, they played pretty, pretty tough, but you you kind of understood the way that they were gonna play night in and night out. And it seems like this team is starting to get to that. Now, what they get back on the Zach Levine, we've heard win now pieces, depth, right? If they get some things back like that that kind of fit in with what this team is trying to build or where it seems like they're trying to go. 
that's 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 something you can build off of. Now, is it going to be? I, I think at that point you're probably looking at, at contending always for like a play play in spot, unless right. like things uh, players hit another ceiling. Like Kobe's not just. I started off. I've been reluctant, but I always kept saying Kobe's taking the step. He's taking the step. But if it keeps going like this, it's not just a step. He has taken officially a leap. I think no, you're yeah, waiting that's, on that's a leap. He, if he keeps playing like this, he's an all star this year. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're. I think you're looking at another player being able to do that under this regime. But I think ultimately, like you're you're looking at building a team full of 20 what at that point because if you if we move on from zach and we end up moving on from demar which we got to talk about at some point which is rumored yep. if that extension doesn't get there uh you're probably then at looking at a team that's the average age is going to be about 24 25 years old and that's a team that you start if they are competing for a playing spot and they haven't been together long that's cool like that, that's a foundation you're still waiting at that point to get that piece that ascends to superstar status to take them over the top. But that's at least something you can look at and say, all right, we're now building something here. And I, I, I love that. I just think that, right, the only one who's been consistent in this time is Kobe. Right? So we got one. Patrick's been consistent. As far as not not the same level of scoring, but the effort that he's he's giving consistent effort now, which is something we haven't been able to say for Patrick Williams for a while. I, uh, all right. Uh, you're right. Okay. But, like, defensively, I'd say he's been consistent. Offensively, he's kind of been the same dude. He'll pop off here. He'll disappear. Have a, a, a five-shot game the next game, right? Hey, P. Will, you, you deciding to shoot today? Oh, yeah, I'm taking 10 shots. Oh, I'm knocking down eight of them. Oh, that's nice. Appreciate that. Um, you know, like, I, I just... I want to see somebody who I, I want to see the mindset be consistent on some of these guys. To me, Kobe's mindset is consistent. It's I'm coming out, I'm scoring. I'm gonna try to be one of the main leaders of this team because now I get that opportunity. Damar, also a very consistent player, but like we said, is he going to be here? Right. Like outside of that, Io Desumu is mm -hmm. as consistent as a bench player as you can get. But Let's not get it twisted. He's playing like a consistent bench player. Bench player. Which You're going to get 20 points need, here right? and there, 12 points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, solid but, defense. I think we understand that now. Like, Patrick Williams, over the last 10 games, I just want to talk about it to see how you feel when we kind of – keep in mind, this this takes in a winning streak and a losing streak oh, at yeah. that. 14 and a half points per game, five rebounds, one uh, basically two assists, one steal, one block. He is averaging the same 10 and a half shots per game that he's gotten, but the difference is hitting at a 53% clip and 46% from three-point range over the last 10 games. That's solid. I, again, and I and I don't I'm not saying that Patrick Williams is taking a leap. What I want to see from Patrick Williams this season is the same way that Kobe laid the groundwork last season to where you saw that he, he the, the decision-making, the playmaking, the passing, all the ball handling, all stood up, uh, took a step up last year. The shooting was god-awful. But now he's putting it all together because he built off that confidence from last year. If Co if Patrick keeps this going around this same thing for the rest of the season, that's a, that's a platform. We still need to see him take that leap. But at least it's, it's a much better groundwork than what he's laid in in the previous years. Ain't them, ain't them Middleton numbers, though? Ain't them like the – he got like three 20-plus point games, four 20-plus point games, and then like But that's five, not what he has. So, over the, so let's go over the numbers of those last 10 games. 20 points, 8, 25, 9, 7, 15, 14, 12, 14, 20. Middleton. <laughs> that's not Middleton. Middleton is 25, 8, 8, 8. 32. Patrick Williams <laughs> has scored in double digits in all but three games, bro. It's better. It's better. It's better. All right. Like all I right. said, he's he's made it onto the road of role player. 
<laughs> With that said, man, we're gonna next up. We're gonna be talking about Patrick Williams in this big game as as Pat, the other Pat keeps throwing shade towards him. And no, I understand it. Uh, before we get into that, I got to talk to you guys about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Testing my skills on prize picks this basketball season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple. To play, I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Plus, they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So right now, you can go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat, with that being said, my brother, P-Will against the Miami Heat. How'd you feel about that game, bro? I'm just going to throw it over to you, man. You've been one of the biggest critiques of Patrick Williams, but he really stepped up in the first half where Kobe had nothing going. Now, he kind of, we got, what I think he ended up taking only one shot, like in the fourth quarter, something like yeah. that off the top of my head. But uh, how'd you feel about the game that he had and kind of keeping the Bulls in that game as much as he could with giving that energy? Listen, he played well, man. I And, and you know, he played well kind of in the position that he's in where – I, I do understand it as well that P. Will is, I mean, he's still basically the, what is he, fourth option on this team pretty much, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, he's not moving up the the shot charts because Zach Levine's not out there, yeah. um, which I think is probably the part that irritates me the most, but he balled out. like, And and to me, this is what I want to see. In your limited opportunities, in your, in your number four, right, you're taking the fourth uh, most shots on this team night in and night out. Are you being efficient? The one thing I can say about him is in his, you know, 14 points or whatever it is, right, 25 in this game, when you see him go out there, he has been efficient with how he's getting those points. I just think for me, you know, seeing the shots continuously be in the 14 range would would be something where I'd love to see that. But at the end of the day, he came out and he, he was, I mean, I think he only missed two shots the whole day. So when you see a guy go out there and play like that and add in what he can do defensively, that's the player that we've all hoped for Patrick Williams to become. That's the player we all hope to see with P. Will, right? Like, I think that that's that's the guy that was getting the Kawhi comparisons. Because remember, Kawhi Leonard would get like 28 points and we'd be looking at the end of the day and be like, he got this on 14 shots. What the heck did he do? There's a lot of attack in the bucket, a lot of getting mm. to the free throw line, a lot of just imposing your will on the guy that's standing across from you. Pause. I, I just think that if we continue... Right, Dwight. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If we, if we can see this guy consistently who... And I'm going to be real with you. Dribbled... If there's something about P. Will. When he can get to his spot, it's automatic. But there are just certain times where he can't get to his spot. Like, he can't get to where he feels comfortable, where he's got that down low, little float game now, that little push float that's finally starting to fall, by the way. That pull-up midi, right? Like, when he can get to those spots. You want Patrick you, Williams to have a down low game? Sometimes you got to be down low. Uh, 
when he can get to those spots, I feel like he is that automatic player. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe he needs to work with dribble too much again in the offseason because the first time didn't didn't work really. I don't know. I don't know. The first time didn't work really. Anthony Edwards on the first time not working. Oh God, it's <laughs> tough out here. But yeah, no, P will <laughs> play great, and uh, y'all know how I am with P will. I love to see it. Do it again. Hey, that's what it comes down to. And I, like I said, I, I love the confidence that he's playing with. And Billy Donovan talked about it of how, like, he just he talked to Patrick Williams and saying the thing that you can control is how aggressive you play. And I think that's great coaching from from a coach that hey, he's it, basically saying I'm not going to be calling a lot of plays for you. So you know what you need to do: go out there and be aggressive. We'll see how yeah. things come out from that. But I do think, and one thing that I pointed out over on Central in the live stream as well is that uh, I think that we're seeing Patrick Williams. Kobe White stepping into a leadership role and being more vocal. Patrick Williams is responding to that in a way that he didn't with like, you know, DeMar and those guys, like they try to empower him in practice and things like that. Talk to him in the locker room. But I think there's a difference when it's one of your peers that's telling you, hey, no, go do this. And Kobe White, Kobe, that's one thing that we're going to have to put on the list, too, at some point. It's talking, it, may, it may be an end of the season thing to make sure it sticks for the whole season. But not only is Kobe White turning into a, a, just a star on the court. He's turning. Did you see that huddle when he was going off on guys? Yeah. Yeah. Like it He's was turning hey, into a vocal leader. I was like, look at Kobe. Hey, with those short arms pointing like this. Shout out to you. Bro. I told y'all. Don't yeah, be. We got to get it together. You bring your antennas over here. Yeah. yeah. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. I, but I no. will say this too. I, I, there's one part of Pat's game that I did notice. And it, it, oddly enough, I noticed it. By the way, he finally hit one of those push floaters in the Miami Heat. Did you see that? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Finally got that. But but oddly enough, I noticed it when he dunked on Jaime, which was nasty. (laughs) Yeah. He can't finish left. He can't? He dunked on Jaime right-handed on the left side of the rim. And then I started looking at the rest of his game, and I was like. I've never noticed. Now I'm going to have to start watching. He can't finish left. Even a lot of times when he's on the right, left side of the rim, he's going up right hand. Like it was, it was just one of those things that was. Is it Jalen Brown was, levels of not finishing left though? You said what? Is it Jalen Brown levels of not being able to finish? No, left no, left? he went left. He can go. Oh, you left. said he did like, go he can left. Dribble okay. to his left. Okay, um, but he can't finish at the rim with his left. And then I, I was like, okay, like maybe that's a little bit of a hindrance in his game. Yeah, you know I mean, mm. like you start to see him. He goes up a lot of times right handed on the left side. It is what he's big enough where he can dominate no matter what, but it it's things like that. Like to me, okay, get the handle right, get the adjustment right, get your finishing right on the left side. Now we're talking about a player that can consistently put up 25 because there's no way anybody can cut you off. Yeah. A lot of Good times point. we lose that ball, you know, you see that ball dribble away. Why? Why? Oh, well, they had him facing the left side. He wants to get to his right hand. Right when he drives left, what's he do? Boom! I'm gonna hit you with that turnaround pull up, fading back to the right side. Like I think that, that and that, those are things that you just add into your game as people start to expose him, as people start to figure him out. I think yeah. P. Will, you know, I loved what he did in this game. I, again, incredibly efficient, um, the most aggressive we've seen him all season. Hey, it was, and, that dunk on Hami Hakas literally woke him up. At that point, he was like, "Bet." Yeah, that's it. That's it at all. Once I saw yeah. that, I was just like, oh, God, he might uh, he might hurt somebody out here. Jaime <laughs> was just like, I, I just got here. What I do to deserve this? Like, that's your, like think about don't, that. Think about don't that. take these four years out on me. Why are we doing this? Why are you going to be on me? P. Will's welcome to, or Jaime uh, Hawkins is welcome to the NBA moment is Patrick Williams. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. That's how yeah. I go, man. That's how I go. Love, see, like, uh, I think at this point, like, we're definitely looking. That's what, And that's part of the reason, like, I want to see uh, Julian Phillips. Like, we're, we're in the era now where the young guys are going to have to, they're going to have to start showing stuff because they are going to be needed in this, especially if we end up moving Zach and DeMar this season. And so I, I like the fact that we're starting to see bits and pieces of of those young those young players showing more and like you said even with Io even if he does round out to I think something mean you show like a really good combo guard coming off the bench listen we've seen players turn that into 10 11 year careers so oh yeah oh yeah like that and and it's no I think here's the thing right what I would assume the ceiling's very different in our minds why yeah. he was a second round pick exactly second yeah. round picks I expect to be solid role players off of the bench I love the bounce back that I would assume was at I thought I think you know, after that rookie year, we thought we had something with a little bit higher ceiling. And maybe we do. Maybe he continues to develop towards that. But, you know, if if this is what Io's going to be for his whole career, solid defense, good facilitating, and, you know, 12 to 18 points off of the bench, I take that every day. Facts. Hey, man, we do want to let you guys know, um, before we get into this final topic, talking about uh, the interesting trades that have come out of there, we do have to tell you guys about FanDuel, as the weather gets colder, the NFL season stays hot. And the deals on FanDuel are red hot right now. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Listen, we've been telling y'all about FanDuel for weeks at this point. And if you still haven't gotten up on it, you guys are missing out because the app is so easy to use. A wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, Pat, before we go, man, a weird thing came out. What was this? I think this was late Saturday or like midday Probably Saturday, late, Friday, something Saturday, like something like that. I don't know. It was That the Chicago Bulls actually attempted and called the Cleveland Cavaliers to see if they can do a Darius Garland, Zach Levine type swap trade as a framework of a deal what did you think when you heard that pat uh try to hit a team when they're desperate i mean but the thing well i guess we don't know the exact like time frame and when that happened like how desperate they were but I, I, the thing that i said about this is this i like that the bulls try to aim high like i i don't have any problem with that you should try to aim high you should try to your, your first thing say hey should we can we get back a a all-star level talent back for now. I have some questions on the fit potentially if they would have said yes between uh, Kobe White and Darius Garland. Keep in mind they were both in the same draft, but yeah. I, I commend the 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 attempt at seeing what you can get if you can get a Darius Garland back. I think here's the thing: you go get Darius Garland, you know he's the point, right? Mm-hmm. And and he actually can run the point, and he doesn't really get as much of an opportunity too with Donovan Mitchell there. Um, he's still a guy that can put up points for you as well. 20 points per game, solid score, shoots the three ball. Okay, not having a great season. He's had better seasons for sure. I uh, expect those three ball numbers to tick back up. Um, but it, the the trade attempt to me, I saw like Bulls fans laughing at it and Cavs fans laughing at it like, why would the Cavaliers ever do this? This makes no sense because Donovan Mitchell's about to leave you. Yeah. And you're going to have Darius Garland and Evan Mobley which is fine, right? If that's the team you want to roll out with. I think Evan Mobley has taken a serious step back since um, Donovan Mitchell has shown up. Donovan Mitchell is the big man killer. Um, and we have not seen Evan Mobley. Remember, he was uh, second in rookie of the year. No, did he win it? No, he was second. Scotty Barnes won rookie of the year that year, right? Yeah. Um, 
He was second in rookie of the year voting. And then you kind of just stopped seeing him be a major factor on this team. Still 16 points a game, but not somebody who you're seeing getting involved every night in the game. Right. So like it, it's kind of that th those were Middleton numbers uh, from your big man in that situation. But if that's what you want to roll with, love it. But here's a Zach Levine that is a one of the best scores when he wants to be in the NBA. Um, and, and you can have that paired up with Evan Mobley and you still got your young pieces. Maybe you find yourself the next point guard that you need to have. And like, that's just trying to hit a team See, when you know they're going through something, right? Like, I'm not saying it's a convincing story. I'm not saying that I would have made the trade and said yes, but I like that we're going to the teams that here's the thing, the teams you're shopping Zach Levine to, you know, nobody's signing there. Here's one <laughs> thing I can guarantee you. No one's going to Cleveland. <laughs> well, I, I got to disagree with you on Evan Mobley. I think he's he's still been a priority in there. I mean, his usage rate has actually risen with a player like like Donovan Mitchell being there. That's surprising. That like, but I I think ultimately the but see the thing that's weird about that is that you're then you're assuming Donovan Mitchell leaves. Maybe maybe it was a, a first trade for them. Maybe they if the if the Cavs would agree to this. Which keep in mind, this is the Bulls calling the Cavs. This isn't the Cavs yeah, yeah, yeah. calling the Bulls. So you know, at the end of the day. Well, however it would have worked out for the Cavs, I don't care. I'm glad, like, I'm not a Cavs fan. I don't really care how it works out for them. I don't care if they have Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, and they then decide to add Laurie Marketing back and just decide to run that. I don't care what they do. I don't care. But I do like that the Bulls are, you know, did try to do something. But I think that they're going to find that that trade value. Me and you have talked about this on the phone, not on the pod. The Bulls are probably looking back at it and saying, the best deal that they are going to get offered for Zach Levine happened last year at the trade deadline. They're not getting that deal now. No, you're not. they got and offered RJ. It was RJ Baird was it Hart, Isaiah Hartenstein, two first round picks outright and a first round pick swap later down the road. You're not getting close to that. At this nope. point in time. You're, you'd be lucky to get one first round pick at this point. And with oh. every game that this team plays better, you your his value goes the other direction because it does say that you're not a winner. Yeah. Right, like it, it, it's not something that I want to say. It's not something I feel like Zach Levine can't be a part of, but you're seeing guys instantly take leaps. Zach Levine's been out two weeks. Mm -hmm. Our whole perception of Kobe White and Patrick Williams and Ayo Desumo completely has changed. Mm. And Patrick er, and Kobe was actually having a good season, but not, it, mm. it, at no point did we ever think oh, this guy may be a number one. This guy actually may be a leader. This guy actually right. may be the the I listen, we have seen what now? Six years of Zach Levine? Seven. Seven years of Zach Levine. And we've seen Kobe White in the leadership role for two weeks. With the, see that, and that's the, that's why I pointed that out because the difference is Zach Levine could lead you as far as in scoring. He led us in efficiency one year, but I never, you know, I've been high on Zach. I never looked at Zach and said, that's your leader on the on the court. Nope. I've already I can already see more of that Kobe, in Kobe, Kobe than what I've seen is that. a week and a half in. <laughs> like, Kobe letting power go to his head immediately. Like, hey, listen, Kobe, they, like, they hey, said, Kobe, we need you to be one of the leaders. Get y'all well, together. But, but remember, though, it was a week into the season, and Billy Donovan did say that Kobe's voice was already growing at that point in time. So yeah. I think it, it just continued to grow, and, you're, and we're seeing a player blossom into like. A, a fully realized version of themselves. And like I said, he, he keeps this on for the full season. Hey, it's what the, the biggest leap we've seen a player take in the Chicago Bulls uniform since Jimmy. 
That's Zach. I mean, Zach did take. I don't want to overlook Zach. Zach did take a leap of being able to just being looked at as a high flyer in, in Minnesota to come here to be a three level scorer. But it's it's different when it's a guy you drafted. See, I feel like people. Well, nobody was watching Timberwolves game, so that makes sense. Uh, but Zach actually, like before he left, was hooping. Yeah, that well, that last season before he left, yeah, like but, he was well before he tore the ACL. Yeah, tore ACL. He was averaging eight, nineteen points per game basically in the, over those forty-seven games. So I actually feel like that development had already started. Now it continued here. It continued here, yeah. But you're probably right as as somebody who just like started with the Bulls and like all their development was done here, probably since Jimmy. Yeah, because like, even Bobby, we can't say that about Bobby. He probably would have been the next closest. But he was starting to get to that point before yeah. we traded him away. He didn't agree to the extension, so we sent him away. I mean, you could say that's the thing, though, with Laurie. Laurie had that initial burst at the first two years. Like, yeah, he looked like it was like, hey, Laurie about to be for real. And then it started going downhill from there. So I don't know. That's ugly, bro. I, I hate going down memory lane. Bro, it's I was it's like, terrible. bro, Lowry was 18 something points per game, bro. Yeah, like what is he, like 18 and Lowry 19 couldn't stay 11, healthy, something though. like that. Lowry just could not stay healthy with the Bulls, bro. Which listen, I mean, I don't know. Jeff Tanaka's not here no more, but do we I still got some questions on this medical staff. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of questions, bro. We got we got a lot of dudes hurt all the time. Um, but no, nah, man, outside of that, I I love what we're seeing out of uh I, I love the fact that they're that they're aiming high and that they're going at teams that are probably going to be desperate because free agents aren't going to come there. And Zach Levine might be the best you get. Yeah, that's the, listen. That's how Cleveland got Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell already starting. What did he say last week? He's like, I, I just don't know what we're doing here. Oh, that's the first part. That's, here we that's, go. That's the the groundwork to basically saying, hey, yeah, listen. I like what's what's the uh, the Magic Johnson thing? I ain't gonna be here. I ain't gonna that's be what, here. That's what he said. Hey. Let's get a Zach Levine Donovan Mitchell trade going right now. No, bro, come on, bro. I'm good. Come on. Why do you want? Why do you want to stress my life out? Like, why oh, do I, you like to do that? I I don't even want Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm good. On I've been Donovan I've been Mitchell, saying bro. this for years, and now this season, now that he's starting again, I shall be proven true. Yes, Colin so Sexton, Here we bro. Go. It's been three <laughs> games. Let's we'll we'll check back in on that. We'll check back in on that. <laughs> but, all right, man. Uh, hey, man. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at. Pat, the designer, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. 28, 27, 26. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube. For Pat, the designer, this has been Locked on Bulls. We out of here. Peace, y'all. Peace. So do you think Anthony Edwards buys the baby anything? Is that going to happen? Is it... Well, money was sent. There's <laughs> a darker joke I could have went with, but There's I'm going to leave it at that. And I know exactly where you're going to go with. That's crazy. Bought that baby a one-way ticket to